welcome to Political Football with Dave and Cleve. Uh, we are uh, very happy to be here this week to discuss this exciting uh, week of football. Before we get started, we do just want to mention that uh, Matty Ice has uh, has stepped away for uh, for at least a little bit here to reassess and get to get uh, get some things uh, get some things straight. You know, he's got a lot going on with all his other recordings and stuff. So for right now, it's uh, it for right now at least it's me and Cleve. Now we are um, still going to bring you the same stuff as we normally do. I do want to introduce, though, we do have producer Jeff uh, here helping us today. Thank you so much, Jeff. Jeff is a co-host of a podcast called The Hour. So, Jeff, just real quick, introduce yourself here to our uh, football audience and tell them what The Hour is and where they can find it. Hello, Dave. Thank you. So I am the host of The Hour podcast. Me and my friend Jason have been doing it for like three years. And uh, basically what we do is we find the most ridiculous news stories we can talk about. uh, And we talk about them for about an hour. For example, out of Birmingham, UK, a headline is uh, from the uh, Birmingham Mail, urgent call for sperm donors as Birmingham banks run dry after two-year COVID closure. And that's that's the headline they chose to use is run dry. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and then halfway down the page, there's a, a an ad, and it's a dog drinking milk. Like, come on, guys. Oh, make better choices. <laughs> <laughs> that's good oh, oh i love that i love Make it so where, can, where uh where can the hour be found for the listeners so if you uh we were on spotify and apple podcasts um and you just google the hour pod all one word and uh we should come up as a top result also we're on twitter at the hour pod i love it that's uh that's fantastic i listen to the hour all the time i have to say it is it is pretty hilarious which is why uh Jeff is helping us out here with uh, with the production. And now, Cleve, before you get an expedience, are booking your flights to Birmingham, England, where you have to get into these games. How uh, how are you feeling about these games? How are you doing? How's your week? All that. All right. So in, in reference to the uh, to the ridiculous news article, I like to jerk off in in, in dark still. <laughs> and um, and I basically said, yeah, Jeff, this show is this show is no joke. And uh, as far as the games, um, which we'll get into had a great weekend. Um, I wasn't a fan of some of the games as you, as you know, offline, I, I wasn't, but um, obviously we'll, we'll try to get some of that stuff in there for the fandom that represent those, those teams. But um, it was a great, it was a great week of football. I mean, it was a long season. I mean, it's, I, wow. 19 weeks that we've been doing this. I cannot believe the season has been uh, this long, uh, this long either, you know, the extra week, you really do start to feel it as we get here later into, uh, into, into the year. Um, so I do want to get into these games from last week. We do have the Bengals at 19 at the Titans 16. You know, all this talk about the Titans getting this first round by, they get Derrick Henry back, going to be such a big deal. But Derrick Henry goes 20 carries, 62 yards and a touchdown. No, uh, it wasn't bad, but no big explosive plays. Now, Cleve, you're our uh, closest thing we got to a doctor here as personal trainer. Did you seem to you like the foot was bothering him or did the Bengals just bottle him up? What happened with Derrick Henry here? I mean, obviously not knowing his, his, uh, his medical history, as far as what he's been dealing with, with, with that, with the season. But I remember saying to you guys that missing that, that amount, excuse me, missing that amount of football, uh, he wasn't going to be a factor unless he had a red, red zone package put in place. So I didn't expect fireworks from the guy, but, um, obviously, you know, he's missed, you know, a lot of weeks and to put that kind of pressure on him or, you know, for the defense to think that he was going to tear it up. I didn't expect much from him. Yeah, I mean, the Titans, uh, 
neither of these teams played very well in this game. You know, Derrick Henry didn't do much. No, AJ Brown did well. He had five catches for 142 yards and a touchdown. Sick one-handed catch for the for the touchdown as well. But I mean, even the Bengals Burrow threw 37 times for 348 yards, but he got sacked nine times. This is the first time in the NFL playoffs that a player has been sacked nine times but won the game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you just really not really be expecting that. Uh, like I said, we're going through this one a little bit quicker because while it's exciting that the Bengals won, the game itself was not quite as exciting. We did get the walk-off field goal from Evan McPherson, who apparently is full of swagger and did say before taking the field, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship. So I do love that. But, Cleve, my question for you here is, who holds the record for receiving yards by a rookie in the playoffs? Prior to um, our guy winning, uh, winning, um, I mean, I guess having the best rookie season ever. Are you talking that? Are you talking about that prior to? Yeah. So who, who as of right now, still right now, actually, who holds the rookie record for receiving yards in the playoffs? So the playoff of the rookie year. Uh, this is a person you really like and you cape for on this show on around this the Hall of Fame. Around the Hall of Fame. <laughs> who who do you say should be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, was it um one of my favorite Rams? It was. It's Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt, 242 yards in the playoffs as a rookie. Jamar Chase already has 225. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I feel like Chase is about to run him down. I want to get that in there because uh, uh, Torrey Holt is definitely, definitely your guy. Last note on this game, Brian Tannehill threw three interceptions. He threw an interception of the first play of the game, the first play of the second half, and their last snap of the game. I mean, like. Like I said, once he left the um, the Dolphins, man, he you know it it was a bank robbery, and again, don't I never go against anyone's money, um, that if they deserve it or not, except except for uh, except for Josh Allen, yeah, <laughs> except for that guy, um, who has done nothing. I'm clearly I'm joking, um, but yeah, Tannehill, I mean, what are you gonna say? What do you think? Uh, well, the question is can the Titans actually compete with some of these other teams, the chiefs and the bills going forward with Tannehill, they owe Tannehill $38 million next season. And it would cost them 57 million against the cap to cut or trade him. Jesus. So he's their quarterback next year. That That's it. He's, he's yeah. there next year. So is next year just kind of a lost season for Tennessee? Like, is this the best they can do? They got the number one overall seed. Like, you got the Bengals at home and they lost. Like what, what are they going to be able to do anything next year? I mean, given, given those contract stats, um, it may be a lost season for very and those guys. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is too bad for them. And of course we will get into them uh, later. So we've got the uh, 49ers 13 at the Packers 10. <laughs> Cleve during this game, you said to the group chat that this was a terrible game. You hated having to watch this game. You wanted to be watching literally anything else. And I tried to argue back that it was okay. It was a good game. Then we got the blocked punt for the 49ers. Yeah. When the blocked punt hit, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? Did it feel like, oh, the Packers are going to blow this? Fran, I was getting lucky. What were you sort of thinking when that blocked punt came through? Yeah, I, I thought that um, of, of, any, of the worst timing of this can happen is right now where – we really thought that I, well, I thought can't speak for, for you guys, but I thought that the Packers had this game in hand. I just mm-hmm. like, Oh, wow. This is, this is not good. And um, it's football. Anyone could lose on a Sunday. 
I mean, I'm sorry, on a on a weekend, anyone can lose. It's it's inevitable. So having yeah. not watched the game, Cleve, I felt the exact same way. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy G is so bad that Jeff not watching the game could pick up on the fact that the Packers had this game in hand. And really, that's a that's a good point because the first drive was easy for the Packers. I mean, right down the field, scored a touchdown, no problem, and then just did absolutely nothing else. Jimmy G in this game, 11 of 19 for 131 yards, no touchdowns in an interception. He has now won three or uh, two straight games with throwing the ball for less than 150 yards, which is insane. Is he Brad Johnson? Is yeah, he, basically. Is he, Trent, is he Trent Dilfer? Like, which one is he? Honestly, those guys, those guys got rings. Those guys got <laughs> rings without doing much. Well, Jimmy G might get one too. <laughs> this, this, the hashtag it's happening. This, this could very well be happening right now. Uh, uh, for my finances, I hope it does it. We'll get into that towards the end of the show. But, uh, you know, we called the 49ers to the Super Bowl to start the year. We thought it'd be Trey Lance, but Jimmy G could could get some hardware here, here anyways. Now, um, one thing that Pat Corrine of NBC Sports Edge noted is that the Packers actually have the slowest uh, neutral pace rate in the league. That means that when they aren't forced to play fast, they play slower than other teams when they aren't forced to play fast. Like if you're down 21 with two minutes left, obviously you're doing as many plays as you can. But in the normal course of the game, the Packers are one of the slowest teams and that that is really to their detriment because they're such a great and efficient quarterback. They have far fewer plays, though, so they have a less of a chance for Aaron Rodgers to show how great he is and to flex that dominance on the defense. And that really came back to play in – uh, in this game, because they just never pulled away from from the 49ers. This is only the second playoff game in his career where Rodgers has not thrown a touchdown pass. Did it feel like while this game was happening that Rodgers was playing poorly or not good? I just think that they, and I speak they, meaning Packers, thought that they can win this game easily. And again, the other team showed up, shows up to play. I mean, they get paid to play as well. So at the end of the day, I just think that I don't know. I don't know where Aaron Rodgers was, where we know Aaron Rodgers to be like, mm-hmm. like this great, this great talent um, obviously had a great year and he just disappeared, you know? And again, maybe he just got got or, you know, I don't think anything nefarious was afoot that he didn't you know like he phoned it in or he didn't want to play oh, or whatever no. it was no. yeah I, I think he was out there to win and um the walk-off showed it hurt it hurt bad yeah and i had said it towards the end of the season on the show here that i thought he'd be back in green bay next year but that does not look to be the case it, you know they've got they're 44 million dollars over the cap right now and Devontae adams does not count towards that he is a free agent so yeah. if they want to take him, that's another 20 million. That puts them 64 million over and they can save 19 million by trading Rogers. So, and, Ro- and Rogers already indicated that he's not in for a rebuild. Right. Exactly. So, you know, the Packers, I think really missed their window here back to back years with home field advantage in Lambeau. Mm. And 
they lose before even make it, making the Super Bowl. And of course, I think this is hilarious because I do not like the Green Bay Packers. But mm-hmm. just from the point of view of their fans and football in general, that was not good. I have a couple other stats uh, here that are going to blow your mind. There's three of them. The first, Jimmy G has thrown zero touchdowns in 11 of his career games. How many of those 11 games has he won? Four. Nine. He is a nine and two in games where he throws no touchdowns. <laughs> Man. Wow. Like, I don't even, like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Like, how you're a quarterback not throwing touchdowns in 20 games. He is three and oh in the playoffs when he throws no touchdowns. <laughs> so, apparently, that's the, that's the, 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 what am I looking for here? The miracle recipe for the 49ers for, for winning the Super Bowl. The second thing I have here, there are only two tight ends in NFL history with more than one game over 180 yards receiving Shannon Sharp and George Kittle. Mm. George Kittle has done it three times. Do the 49ers seem to be using George Kittle as an offensive weapon that is better than Shannon Sharp? Wow. Like, you know, Jimmy G's not throwing touchdowns. You've got this great receiving tight end. It sure seems to me like you would throw the ball to George Kittle a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a weapon. Use your weapons. You know, the guy's well, a weapon. I, yeah. I just don't understand why they aren't, aren't doing that. And the last thing on uh, this game here is that the Packers came into the game ranked 32nd by all the stats nerds in special teams. The 49ers scored 13 points in this game, two field goals and a blocked punt, all special teams to win the game 13 to 10. No team has ever won the Super Bowl with a ranking in special teams lower than 28th. So it really like you don't need to be great at special teams to win the Super Bowl, but you cannot be truly terrible like the Packers were this year. But yeah, the 49ers scored 13 points to win the game and they all came on special teams. I mean, I don't even know how I'd feel. Like, Cleve, if you were a Packers fan right now, with them blowing this opportunity in this way, really, how would you be feeling? No, I would feel terrible. I mean, again, you know, all year, the flashes of greatness and everything looked great. And then in the moment of of a playoff berth and that game, and it was god-awful cold it looked like (laughs) out there. I I always think about, you know, going to MetLife, from where I'm from, and it's it's like a wind tunnel up there. I can't imagine being shirtless in Lambeau in a loss, you know, where you're jumping up for joy because you won, got some heat going. I just could not imagine sitting, you know, it's, it's got to be spiked hot chocolate, you think? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is for them for them up there, but yeah, it had to be miserable out there in the cold for the listeners. And for- spiked hot chocolate, are you, are you rubbing it on your body too? Because that's the only way you can <laughs> Uh, sure. Jeff, that wouldn't work. It was five degrees and the wind chill was like minus 20. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I I would have to imagine that when those games happen, that there's an emergency standby crew on for hypothermia victims that just get called <laughs> out to the, in the fucking tunnel over there. Can't imagine that, bro. That's insane. Those That's like okay. Japanese, those Japanese sleeping pods, but they're like warming <laughs> yeah, pods yeah. instead. <laughs> It's okay. I'm vaccinated. I can I can go at any temperature. <laughs> there we go. Well, that's more than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. Who can take his Shots unvaccinated, Atlas Shrugged-loving 
doesn't think the election was legit ass to Denver or wherever. I don't care. Hey, at least he didn't go with the the old porn stash or the uh, I'm I'm trolling for like a fucking sixth grader mustache or whatever he grows. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he does look pretty gross right now, though, with that long hair. He does not do like dirty bad boy. He's too handsome. <laughs> it's a terrible look for him. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking there. Um, there we go. All right. So now we're moving on to the games that happened on Sunday. These games, all four games actually ended on the last play of the game. But the games on Sunday were quite a bit more exciting. We have the Rams 30 at the Bucks 27. The Rams got to a 27 to 6 lead with seven minutes to go in the third quarter. And the Bucks are able to come back and tie it up at 27. Shades up 28 to 3 against the Falcons, the Super Bowl, Tom Brady magic all over the place again. Uh, Cleve, do you remember what happened? The five things that happened for the Rams that allowed the Bucks to get back in this game? Uh, is that after the two fucking fumbles from Cam Akers? That would be two of the five things. Yes, that uh, that is. Uh, he, he I went, think two he went fumbles for, from Cam Akers was the headline uh, in LA. Yeah, I mean that was huge. I mean, as you know, I hate fumblers. Um, Blamas, if you're listening, <laughs> fucking can't stand him. Just, just you know what it is. But yeah, what was so that was huge. Obviously, fumbles protect the ball. Ball management. So you know, that's. Football one-on-one. Yes. So it was, uh, yeah, so it was definitely uh, Cam Akers fumbles. And he was, he was the first one. He fumbled at the one-yard line at the end of the first half when they were up 27-6 to six going in to really just put the game away. Yeah. Like really just, just crush it, right? Um, the second thing that happened is that early in the third quarter, Cooper Cup fumbles. Right? He catches like a butt hook. And fumbles, and the Bucks recover and immediately score a touchdown. Then the Rams have a snap, just go clear over Matt Stafford's head and go like 30 yards downfield, which the Bucks recover, and they're able to score. Then Sean McVay settled for a 47-yard field goal with a kicker who was hurt, who left the kick short from 47. Mm. And then Cam Akers fumbled again when they were just killing clock. Yeah. <laughs> It took all that for the Bucks to get to get back into the game. I mean, the Rams were killing them until until they weren't. So there's a couple other things to note in this game. The first, I want to make sure I get the note here exactly, uh, exactly right. And our chat thread, Cleve, mm-hmm. I said the Rams got the ball back, 42 seconds, one timeout, game tied at 27. I said 42 seconds and a timeout is enough for Stafford. Do you have to remember what you replied to that message oh, in our text? So, so we're going to do this here for everybody, mm-hmm. I guess we're going to do. Fucking we sure are. Okay. What did you say? So I said to quote, and if I, if I fuck this up, you can, you can read. Oh, I've got it, it written said, down. I'll let you I know. said, I said, he's a lion. He's a fucking loser. And he's going to give this game away or something to that extent. That's paraphrasing nicely. Yes. You said Stafford is a lion. He is a loser. Okay. <laughs> I should have said okay. fucking, but to put effect yes. on it, but okay. Yeah, it was implied. Um, so anyways, Matt Stafford stands in against the cover zero blitz of the Bucks. Man. And it, and Sue running free smashes him into next week. And Matt Stafford delivers a perfect 40 yard bomb to Cooper cup down to the 15 yard line to set the game winning field goal. And 
the reason why I wanted to bring up what you said in the text thread here was not to point out how wrong you were about Matt Stafford. Although that's always fun. That's a bonus. Oh, so we're just going to forego the 13 fucking years? Okay. I, I guess we're doing, that's, where we're doing. that's, where, that's um, what we're doing here. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But to point out that this is the difference between Matt Stafford and Jared Goff. Jared yeah. Goff cannot make that play. He is actually the worst quarterback when you compare how he is with pressure with and not getting pressure. Jared Goff could not make this play to win this game. This is why Matt Stafford is there. This is what he brings to the table. This is what he does for the Rams. And this is why the trade was worth it all the way across the board for them. Even if they don't win this next game, although they had better win this next game, especially mm-hmm. for my finances. But um, this is what he does. You know, we saw, um, we saw Jimmy G blow this throw in the Super Bowl two years ago, right? He missed, missed Manny Sanders wide open. Then we saw Jared Goff blow this throw, what, that the year before to Brandon Cooks against the Patriots. So we've seen average quarterbacks not be able to make this play. So be able to see Matt Stafford step in and make this play just to me justifies everything they did uh, to acquire him. Jared Goff okay. is, is a lion through and through. Matt Stafford is an elite NFL quarterback that got stuck on the Lions for 13 years. See, I can, Jeff, I can actually attest to that. And, and I would, no, seriously, I, I think that, think that is spot on. Um, and just to, just to kind of clarify the route to our listeners, um, it wasn't a design route for, for Cup to, to break on that ball like that. It was decoy route. He mm-hmm. just happened to, he just happened to break perfectly on it. But to, to, to Dave's point, Standing in the jaws of the defense, especially Dominican Sue, for Christ's sakes, to make to stay there enough to say, "Well, I see my guy breaking on this. I can get it there." That's balls, man. I can respect that. I get behind that. Yep. And then the the uh, one last things to mention on uh, this one is that Bruce Arians made a big mistake. It ended up not mattering in the end, but he made a huge, huge game theory mistake. So. 27 to 13 Rams are winning the Bucks score a touchdown early fourth quarter, make it 27 to 19. You have to go for two there. Yeah. 100%. You don't kick the extra point. The reason being, if you go for two and you don't make it, you're down eight. You can always go for two again when you score, but if you make it now you're down six and you can win with a touchdown in regulation. Yeah. And being able to win with a touch on a regulation is very important, especially to the people and the fans of the Buffalo Bills. Hmm. Right. You want to be able to win in regulation. That is worth a lot, especially in the NFL. In that situation, you absolutely have to go for two. I was screaming it at the time. Arians didn't do it. And honestly, with everything we've seen from Antonio Brown to Tristan Wirfs, I don't think Bruce Arians is that sharp. Well, if everything falls out of place, which we look at um, with the amount of uh, contracts that are up and people that are contemplating retirement, non-retirement or whatever they want to do, um, he's probably going to inherit a team that ain't going nowhere or he's just going to retire as well. Right. And so it's interesting you mentioned that. So Aaron Rodgers probably on the move. Tom Brady, do you think he's actually going to retire this year? Um, I mean... Outside of all the football talk, you know, like the actual playing, I, I think if he does do one more year, um, 
it and this is sound really ridiculous, but he may go somewhere else. Um, I heard a take somewhere. I can't I can't credit the person. So you know, hopefully they don't sue us. But there's like he can go back to New England and coach up <laughs> coach up the young buck up there. But I, I don't see that happening at all. Um, I think if he stays, um, it's going to be based on some of the guys and things around him, because uh, as great as Tom is and, and as great as Tom can make anybody look good. Um, I think he wants to walk off a winner, mm-hmm. which, you know, like I think, and that's just the athlete in me or the athlete in any one of us is that you want to go out on top. And he had that chance last year. He, he literally had that chance last year. So if he's kicking himself now, um, they were close, but it ain't going to cut it in, in, in the NFL. I mean, he's 40, 44, he'll be 45 next year. Yeah. he will be 45. So if he stays with Tampa, they're losing Godwin. Yeah. They're losing Sue. They're probably losing Fournette. Yep. Gronk. Yeah. Gronk probably only comes back if he does, but Gronk is going to be like 33 now. Like he might actually be toast. He, he, he was okay. This yeah. year, he was certainly better than like Julio, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. this year, but Grant could actually just be dust at any point. So like, can he even win with Tampa Bay next year? Yeah. I mean, again, they, they got this far with a compliment of, of, of a, of a semi-healthy, like uh, uh, they had uh AB, you know, they had Fournette for the first, first half of it and their other running back. I always forget his name. Is it? Ronald Jones. Jones. Yeah, Ronald Jones. Rojo. Rojo. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a lot of, I mean, for guys to opt in after last season, like everyone wanted to run it back. But now the money, man, I mean, look at some of the guys on on, on the defense. Um, is it Shaq Barrett? Yep. He's not getting paid what, <laughs> what that position is going for. And the guy took a hometown discount for a chip. And if that chip ain't coming in, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, he, he needs to get paid. And yeah. Somebody will and, pay him. Yeah, either, exactly. either the Lions or the Jets. We would be very happy for our teams to pay him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So to your point, so that we don't beat this uh, into oblivion, um, I think um, I think he's going to retire. I think he's going to retire. Thinking about how you laid out how many things have to fall, how many dominoes have to fall, I think he's done, bro. I'm glad to hear that the wage shortage isn't just for uh... – Minimum wage workers. It's for um, uh, NFL players too. Having a little labor shorts going on. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you know, inflation's hitting everybody. You know what I mean? Trust me, gas. You got to get gas too. Trust me, Jeff. Dave and I are. We're. I'm a kind of semi company guy, but Dave and I, when it comes to football and and the violence that this game is about, I would not hold a player to like oh you should take extra less money to play fuck that like break the (laughs) bank bro back up the truck whatever you have to do to make me play i'm playing because they're kicking kickers in jacksonville or fucking making you go into games in uh in tampa bay they're getting elbowed and pushed on the sideline grabbing fucking face mask come on i'm getting paid bro fuck that (laughs) no i uh i i completely agree i think that I want all football players to get their money as much as they possibly can. I do think Shaq Barrett and Chris Godwin were both smart to get tagged for this year to come back to yeah, Tampa because it's so hard to be able to win. You get Tom Brady, you know, you got the next few years to get paid. So I do think that it did make some sense for them to do that this year, but you're right going forward. Um, that's not a good idea. One last thing on this game before we move on to the main event here, Matt Stafford is the only quarterback to ever 
lead a go-ahead scoring drive in the last two minutes in the playoffs against Tom Brady, except for the Manning brothers. Wow. That's it. Peyton, Eli, Matt Stafford. Those are the only people to ever do it. It's good company. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they, of course, all won Super Bowls the year that they that they did it. So maybe that's a good sign for the for the Rams here, who we need to go to the Super Bowl. Go Rams. Okay, the main event here, the biggest game, one of the best playoff games we've ever seen. I think anybody's ever seen. Maybe one of the best football games anybody's ever had. The Bills thirty six at the Chiefs forty two. Cleve Price, say anything here? Just give thoughts, opinions. Just let it rip about this amazing game. Um. So as you guys were, as we were all, you know, we do our thing on, on offline. We text each other during the games. We talk shit, you know, we analyze plays and all that good stuff. I kept over and over just repeating how this is, this is what a playoff game is supposed to look like. This mm-hmm. is what I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, damn, you know, and I'm, I'm like, man, if, 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 if Allen wins this game, the, the victory lap is going to be like secretariat winning the triple <laughs> crown with Dave just, you know, showing me that this guy, you know, is, is all that. Like, I know I take shots at him and, and I talk shit, but in actuality, man, I mean, you couldn't have played a better game than that. And for it to come down to a rule, which, you know, it is the rule. It's uh, I mean, it's, it was heartbreak to watch them walk off the field, you know, like they, they had the game in hand and, you know, guys were cheering it up and I'm like, man, this, this, this is, this is something's going to happen in 13 seconds, man. Next time you get up to like, 30, 30 seconds is not enough. Fucking show that game, bro. 13 <laughs> seconds. I'm in there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about all that. You know, we'll leave that for the hour podcast. They can discuss. They can discuss that. Um, I will say this, though. You did mention that you could not play better if you were Josh Allen. And that is basically true. I'm borne out by all sorts of statistics. But here's the main one. There's a stat called expected points added. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a per play stat for quarterbacks. And it's exactly what it sounds like based on all sorts of advanced, whatever, how, how many points do you add on each play? It's usually like 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2 or negative, right? You throw an interception, something like that. Mm-hmm. So Josh Allen finishes this game at plus 26.8 point expected points added. That is in the 99th percentile of all performances since they started keeping track of this in the early 2000s. Mahomes did better, 28.3. We had two quarterbacks in the 99th percentile of this stat in the same game. This was a this game was great because the quarterbacks were absolutely perfect. Josh Allen, 27 of 37 for 329 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, and 11 for 68 on the ground, led the team in rushing. I mean, you can't ask for a better. No, literally nothing else he could do. Patrick Mahomes, 33 of 44, 378 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 769 and one on the ground, also led the team in rushing. So these guys were north of 800 yards combined? Yes. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And these are not bad defenses either. The Bills are actually a fantastic defense. The Chiefs are above average. So, you know, to do that in this spot, was just uh, amazing. Now we do, we cannot not talk about Gabe Davis though. Cause you always say you love when a guy helps himself. So you got second year wide receiver, Gabe Davis, eight catches, 201 yards and four touchdowns. Cleve, Steph digs who. Yeah. I, 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 um, 
I, I kept saying that. I was like, they, you know, they're not going to go. To, they're going to go to the hot hand here, and rightfully so. Uh, I mean, the guy just went into the Polk High Hall of Fame because he's joining Al Bundy with his four touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know Jeff was going to love Solid that. reference. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I'm jumping around. I'm jumping around my notes here. I want to make sure that we get everything. We get everything exactly how we wanted it here. So I do want to mention one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just to go back to the Packers. So, you know, how they never got any help for Aaron Rodgers. That's why he's mad. Yeah. So the year that they traded up to take uh, Jordan Love in the first round, Gabe Davis was a fourth round pick. Man. So they could have had this kid. And they took Joseph DeGuara, the second string tight end in the third round ahead of Gabe Davis. Is he an insurance adjuster now? Like, I've never even heard that fucking name before. Is he, is he selling insurance now? No, he he started at tight end for the Packers in this playoff game, but you in still this, don't know his, who he is. Oh yeah, he's he's probably selling insurance after this. Oh, he will be shortly. I mean, <laughs> UPS is hiring. But, Man. Uh, yeah, but Gabe Davis then, if the, the next day, goes for 204, and the Packers passed on him, but they're going to lose all these things because they, they did that. So I... Uh, so I love that. So I do want to break down uh, just kind of what what did happen at the end of this game here. So uh, first things first, we had the Bills took a 29 to 26 lead on a fourth and 13 at the two minute warning. This was the touchdown pass to Gabe Davis where Gabe Davis cooked the defender. I mean, shook him like an and one basketball player. I mean, this dude wow. fell over every single different way. But it was fourth and 13, and they were down uh, 26 to 21 at the time because they made the two-point conversion. Should they have kicked the field goal there with all three timeouts, made it 26-24, and tried to stop Kansas City? I mean, they didn't stop them anyway, so. You know, I agree. I think going further, but fourth and 13 is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you're, you know, you're, I mean, we're Monday morning quarterback in here, but it's, you know, it's, you always preached about, where kicking could be advantageous in any spot, or if you're going to play the points, you know, what is, what should we do here? You know, should we go here? Should we not? Should we do the, you know, two point conversion? So yeah, you're right. Uh, that might, that might change the landscape of the game and we don't force overtime. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. So they, I think they were right to go for it there. I can see arguments for kicking, especially for the, how far you had to go on the down and distance. But honestly, I, I just want Josh Allen deciding this game. So there's two minutes left. They're up 29-26. We didn't really think they'd be able to stop Kansas City, but Kansas City still, of course, had to score. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs score a 64-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill to go up 33-29 with a minute 13 left. And this game, or this play was sick from Tyreek. He catches it like a 12-yard slant. Second Just dust everybody. He threw up the peace sign. 12 yards out and he played ahead of him on the field <laughs> who he knew was never going to have an angle. It's great. It's great. I mean, what would you do, Cleve? You, you, you played defensive back. What would you do if you had a wide receiver throw the peace sign at you from 12 yards away and you're ahead of him, you are between him and the goal line and he's already mm-hmm. celebrating. I mean, how would that make you feel? I mean, obviously like this is happening on national TV, probably in front of 48 million people watching nationwide. <laughs> Uh, I would probably go full Lions coach year, um, coach uh, playbook and bite kneecaps or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great. just 
Yeah, just just absolutely sick on this play. And at this point, I did actually think the Chiefs might have so, sewn up the game. You know, there was still a minute 13 left, but now they're up by four. So field goal doesn't do it for, for the Bills. The Bills just had to convert this long fourth of 13 before. I was like, that might have actually been it. This might have just won the game here for them. But the Bills come back down the field. Allen has to evade two free rushers on a fourth and four, spins away from one, jukes the other, and runs for the first down on a fourth and four. And then he hits Gabriel Davis for the go-ahead touchdown with 13 seconds left. They go up 36 to 33 with 13 seconds left. The game has to be over, right, Cleve? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> The only thing, the only team that I would honestly say that that could have done that is the greatest show on turf because they just scored from anywhere at, at in a clip. So I didn't, I thought um, bombs away here, but it's just going to fall flat. We're done. Right. I, I had no clue that this 13 seconds is 13 seconds. Home, yeah. My homes can operate from the other side of the 50. <laughs> it's, it's right. insane. And this is the thing where I think it's getting sort of lost in all the overtime rules and all that. This was the most, this was the best drive I've ever seen. This is better than the drive by John Elway. This is the best drive I've ever seen. And it was three plays, but we only had 13 seconds. So first the bills decided to just kick it deep and through the end zone. They don't squib it. I actually don't hate that because there's been a rule change. Squibs do not automatically take time off the clock now. Okay. So I'm not going to squib it to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll just kick it deep. 75 yards, 13 seconds. The Chiefs did have all three timeouts, which helped. First play, 19-yard pass to Tyreek Hill. Perfectly designed play, a little sort of screen. Get him out there down the field. Got the whole field call timeout. There's like, what, like eight seconds yeah. now? Then we have the next play. 25-yard pass to Travis Kelsey down the seam. He's wide open, uncovered. The Bills rushed for in that case. What should the Bills have done instead to win this game on this play? What should the <laughs> make a fucking stop? But I mean, oh, okay, I, fair, know, fair. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I felt this sequence was like um, any given Sunday when when uh, when the guy turns to uh, to uh, the, um. Pacino says Comanche <laughs> Comanche here and it just go down and fucking score. Um, I had, like I said, man, I 13 seconds. I was like, man, I can't believe this is happening. Like this sequence here, these guys are going to, I had no idea the score was going to happen, but I was like, man, this is okay. This is getting tight, but what's the odds of this? Right. And so the bills basically rush four and leave the seams open. Like they're defending the end zone and the sideline when the Chiefs have two timeouts, like you saw to defend the entire field, they let Travis Kelsey just run free down the seam. What they in prevent? I can't, I can't remember if what, what yeah, like some sort of like they didn't chip him at the line or anything. He just got to run free off the line into the soft spot because they were defending the the, the sideline in the end zone. Yeah. 25 yard catch, call timeout, 49 yard field goal for Harrison Butker. He makes it. We're going to overtime, 13 seconds. Now here's the thing. The Chiefs got all this yardage three plays tied game 13 seconds the draw for Dak last week 14 seconds yeah I knew you were gonna say that yeah yeah Mahomes had all this 
faster than dad got that uh that, that, that one draw right. yeah and lost and lost the game yeah, yeah. so right. that's, that's, huge. that's huge yeah so at least uh mrs prescott would agree that 13 seconds is enough <laughs> i saw what you did there <laughs> okay so now we're going to overtime and this is where they've had a big point of discussion all week and it's been very common online people to complain about the overtime rules and I'm about to join them, but I'm also coming through with solutions. I want to get uh, opinions on what you think for these solutions. But first, what happened? Coin toss at Josh Allen calls tails, comes up heads. By the way, coming into this game, Josh Allen had called nine coin tosses and got all nine right. Yeah, I want to take him to Vegas. Seriously. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, although all the terrible roulette players can't figure out how he didn't get this one right, too. Um <laughs> But so he gets this one wrong. The Chiefs get the get the ball. We were saying in our thread offline, like whoever gets the ball first is going to win because they, they were going to score. There was no yeah. way they were not going to score a touchdown. So if you score a touchdown, the game is over immediately. If you get a field goal or hit the punt, the other team gets a possession to try to do better or match it or anything like that. So the Chiefs get it, march down the field, eight plays, six passes. The ball never touches the ground. Mahomes goes six for six. Travis Kelsey, eight-yard touchdown, ball game. Mm. craziness chiefs win the whole thing but we never got to see josh allen have a chance and that does feel kind of not for me not for me oh you're good with that here's the thing when this happened to the fucking chiefs a couple years ago where where were we saying about oh pat mahomes should have got back on the field and 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 answer i mean we we were saying that all right Second of all, the fucking bills voted against this in, in, in the rules meeting for what I found out. Like, so if you if, if you vote against if you vote against something that you could potentially hurt you, it doesn't it doesn't make any difference to say, you know what? It's a stupid rule. We want to be able to answer the bell if we're da- in a down position and stuff like that. It does suck that you spend your entire season and that's how that's how it mm-hmm. unfolds. I do agree with that. But when it comes to the rules, man, they had a chance to. I mean, probably not change it, but they had a chance to vote, vote against it. And other teams should have done that, knowing that it happened to the Chiefs most recently. Now the Bills. I bet you that rules up for debate in March. Oh, I, I bet you. It's, I bet you. It's that. black Republicans all over again. It's Herman Cain <laughs> just voting against your interests. Godfather pizza, baby. Oh man. Okay. So apparently Uncle Ruckus owns the Bills now. That's what we're all getting getting from this. Um, yeah, man. Oh, what's that? What's that asshole who didn't prosecute the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor, uh, Daniel Cameron, someone yeah. like that. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he, he would vote. He would not vote to change this rule either. So I have six suggestions here for new overtime rules. Some are more reasonable than others, but before I do that, Cleve, do you have a change that you prefer for the overtime rules? No. I think it's just the way it is because the defense needs to make a stop. So what's funny is that the defense just needs to make a stop is basically establishes the boomer take. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm, hey, 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 so, it's the rules. It's the rules, man. Yes. I mean, I, I actually agree with that, that in the NFL, you can expect the defense to make a stop, but by the time you get to overtime, defenses are more tired. The way the league is going out towards offense and the great quarterback play I think that it is less reasonable now than it was when the rule was put into place. But I don't think that is actually a terrible take, but it's definitely the the boomer take in this situation. So before you give us that list, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to channel my inner Matt here. Okay. And this league is about 101 years old, 102 years old. I can't Something, like that. Something like that. And we still got a fucking chain gang. You think they're going to ch- think rules are like a big thing with these owners? I bet you that rule is up for debate this March. It's up for debate yes. this March. I mean, I, I agree. But the thing is, both teams have to use the chain gang, but not both teams got to touch the ball in overtime. So, well, 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 if so, to answer your question, if you're asking me what rule mm-hmm. I implement, I will go old mm-hmm. original XFL ball at the 50, two fucking studs on the end, and they race for it, collide, <laughs> collide at the 50. I mean, there goes our safety protocol, but collide at the fucking 50, and whoever gets the ball wins. Just, just no targeting. There's no, right, just no <laughs> targeting. Spear. Can't spear, you know. Obviously, I'm 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 being a jerk off. So, guys, please don't take that in in realism. But uh, yeah, uh, that, that did not make my list. But we can just call that number seven. That's fine. Also, he hate me, but be back in the league. So that'd be so that'd be nice. Okay, so here are the six things. Like these are things I actually think are either being proposed or should be thought about more uh, sincerely. The first being that each team being guaranteed a possession right now, if the team wins the coin toss scores, a touchdown, the game is over. This would basically mean that even if this happens, the team that gets the ball second, but have a chance to come back and match them. The major problem with this, as we know from college football is that the team that goes second then has a huge advantage. So it basically just shifts the advantage from the team that wins the coin toss, uh, being able to choose the ball to the team that wins the coin toss, being able to choose defense. So this is the most common solution that's being proposed, but it is the one that I like maybe, maybe the least. Now, this one, Cleve, this is the one that I like the most, mm-hmm. especially in the playoffs, and that is just play an extra quarter. But just play it. No sudden death. You just play another 15 or 10 minutes. You can shorten it. Play another 10 minutes. Right, so, so, so here's my <clears> – <throat> which sounds good because – the they kind of do that in basketball a little bit, but here's the thing, man. Football is such a um, a bruising game. I mean, these guys, you know, when they get to overtime, when they get to the fourth quarter, some of them are, or 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 what do you call it? You remember that game, uh, the Super Bowl with the Titans and the and the Rams when um I forgot the guy he asked to come out of the game the like the mm-hmm. last few seconds. Yep. You know, like these guys are gas. I mean, people took a a big shit on that guy, but I'm like, man, you're tired. You know, you've been hitting, you know, four quarters. Like most of those guys don't get off the field and ask the guy to go another 10 minutes, man. That's a lot. You know, that's a lot. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's not a a viable option. I'm just saying like, I wouldn't want someone to get severely hurt, you know, based on their fatigue and miss a block or some shit. And it's now what about this, this overtime rule only for the playoffs. So we can have something else for the regular season, but in the playoffs, like I don't think that they're going to lose their focus when like the entire season's on the line. Got you know what you. I mean? Okay. I could see yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Pittsburgh Lions game earlier. Yes. Like, yeah, it might be like, we don't play another 15. Yeah. But this week, I think they would have. Yeah. Did Penn State um, go like nine overtimes last year or some shit? Was that yes. last year? Yes. But starting <laughs> the third overtime, you just exchanged two, uh, two point conversions. It was yeah. nine against Illinois. It was when uh, I was in Los Angeles. I watched the okay. game with the Hollywood Roosevelt. Yep. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. That was actually, that was actually really fun trying to explain why this nine overtime game was happening to Megan was oh, like why we had to watch it was that was a fun time. Oh, um, Dave. Nice. Mm, that was the Hollywood Roosevelt. Mm, yes, indeed. 
man, look, I'm bougie. What can I say? Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to LA and staying <laughs> at the Motel mo- 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 6. Yeah. Why not? You too good for that? Yes. You too good for a Super 8? Yes. Man, here we go. Scabies are your way out. Hey, nothing against Super 8s, man. Don't sue me. The fuck. Hey, listen. Every 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 sort of hotel and motel serves uh, serves a purpose. It's just most don't serve mine. You know, <laughs> but that's it. Like I'm, I'm not even staying at a Comfort Inn. Like the lowest I'll go is a Hampton. Lowest I'll go is a Hampton. <laughs> so, man, bougie chick. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I'm bougie bougie about my hotels and my airlines. Basically, only Delta, Delta or Charter. That's it. Charter. This guy. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, enough enough about the bougie the bougie hotels uh, and me me called out for staying at the Hollywood Roosevelt. The third option here, the Hollywood Roosevelt. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Honestly, I don't know. I've never heard of it. If yeah, it I don't fancy. even. I, I'm gonna have to Google it because I fucking have no clue. Fantastic. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> the third option and the one that I actually prefer. And I would love to do is the field position auction. The field oh, position okay. auction is where each team. Well, this is how I this is how I picture it in my head. So instead of the coin toss, each head coach comes out to midfield where they're given a blank piece of paper and a pen by the ref. They then stand back to back facing the opposite team, not their own team, but the opposite team. And they write down on the piece of paper which yard line they would be willing to start with the ball. Whichever coach writes down the yard line furthest from their own goal line, furthest from them scoring a touchdown, that team gets the ball at that goal line or at that yard line. That sounds great. That's actually pretty cool. I, I'll probably want to fact, fact check that with, with Jeff. Um, I believe Alexander Hamilton had a pistol and they did something similar to that, walking in different directions and firing. Yeah, so so it's it's similar. The reason that you stand back to back and face the opposite teams <laughs> is so that like you can't get be getting help from your own team. You can't see the other person's paper, right? Got you. But, okay. but it would build a drama as well, like them standing back to back. So let's say you know we're Lions and Jets fans here. So let's say that you know uh, Dan Campbell biting kneecaps and Max Salad. They go out to midfield, <laughs> stand back to back, and Max Salad is like, I'm willing to start with the ball at my own 19 yard line. And Dan Campbell is like, I'm only to start at my own five yard line. Well, then the Lions okay. get the ball at their own five yard line, and it's sudden death. Like first team to score wins. Yeah, I mean, and the I Lions are like there that. in the room where it happened. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. There we go. By the way, Hollywood Roosevelt, two hundred thirty-seven dollars on a Tuesday. Oh yeah, man, for Holy one night. Shit. Damn, it's rich shit, bro. Yeah. Shit. Also, we, we also we had a, we 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 got the pool cabana suite too. Oh, I'm just saying. I, I, listen, listen. I just I'm I'm bougie when it comes to hotels. I don't care who knows it. Like that's it. I can't. I really can't stay at at poor hotels. Off cuff question: do you, Like, do you steal shit? Like, do you take the robes and shit? Like, do you just I, you have to say on here. Just blink, and I'll I'll know I'll know if you do it. <laughs> I don't want you to incar- in, you know, incriminate yourself on fucking camera, but well, here's the here's the thing: at the, at the hotels at the level I like to stay, you can just purchase them. Usually, there's a catalog or online. If you really like it, you can just buy it. Also, if you steal it, they'll just charge you when you leave now. Like, oh, it's not, free, 90, it's not free ninety nine. It's not free ninety nine. Okay, 
That's no, 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 not, none of the places, none of the places where, uh, uh, where I stay. Now I will say at the at the Hollywood Roosevelt, uh, you could buy extra like slippers to wear around and him oh and stuff like that. So that was buy American tax dollars is going to this bullshit, bro. Listen, you could buy another fucking phone right now. It's funny, and Jeff, Jeff, you I'm being handled. I'm being handled. Note here. Get Biden on the phone right now. The fuck, man. Fucking extra, extra slippers, this guy. What? Listen, do they have a do they have a couch in those rooms I can sleep on? I'll pay twenty dollars and I'll just sleep on the couch. So we didn't have an extra couch, but outside we had our own cabana that had did have its own day bed. So you could have just slept on the day bed outside. I gotta see this fucking place, man. Go ahead. You got again <laughs> keep fucking going. Go ahead. I gotta see this place, dude. I, I just, yeah. So, anyways, I really am not actually that overall bougie in my whole life, but I definitely am with hotels. Like okay. I, I, I can't even hide it. It just I, I can't I can't even stay at like the flamingo in Vegas anymore. I'm like, get me out of here. Oh, Put me wow. up a Dara. I I just I can't do it. So I'm not saying that that's right or that people who prefer to stay in uh what i would consider lesser hotels are wrong at all it's just for me it just it don't, it don't work for me Cleve, like you be honest could you really go back to like the cheapest like membership gyms now not really but i mean i'm a, if i go to vegas i could do circus circus bro seriously listen i flow spirit <laughs> airlines to vegas and stayed at circus 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 yeah, circus. yeah. <laughs> I had a ton of cash to gamble with, and didn't I? Three hundred dollars, exactly. <laughs> and I'm saying that I could, I could swing by the purple and yellow gym and work out as well. Little Cleve couldn't now. You know, you just get to a certain point. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, no, I, I get it. There's a level of uh, skullduggery that goes on. <laughs> I saved three hundred dollars, and I got Embitigo as a gift, so it was nice. Wow. <laughs> Nice. And he had, and he had the waffle, the waffles and eggs in the morning, bro. The fucking. I'm sorry. Were you guys trying to stay on topic? That's, this yeah, is yeah. Bad. I'm sorry. This is I this bet. is what happens on this show, dude. This is classic okay. shit. So we've got we've got uh, each team gets a possession, just play the extra quarter, and uh, fuel position auction, which is my favorite. The next one I actually really like a lot as well, and that is the home team gets the ball first in overtime. Same rules as now, but the home team gets the ball first. So everybody knows that the home team gets the ball first because the people say that the coin flip is unfair. That's not true. The coin flip is arbitrary. It's per- a coin flip. It's actually perfectly fair. It's yeah, arbitrary. 50, 50. It's a 50, right. 50 shot. Right. But it's arbitrary. We don't know who's going to get it. If we just make it so that we know before the game starts, the home team gets the ball to start overtime with the current rules. Now the away team knows the situation going into overtime. Like that. I like that. You know why? Because it gives a whole a new purpose to home field advantage when you're when you're playing for that uh, as the playoffs come up. Because then you know that in the event that we're going to go into overtime, we we got a shot to, to close this out if if we're up, obviously. Right. Exactly. Um, the next one here is that you just continue the game from where it stopped. Just like we do after the first and third quarter, you just flip the direction you're going and keep playing first team to score wins. Okay. You know, I mean, that would be quick. It would, the, the problem with uh, this rule is that it would encourage teams to get to overtime, like at the end of the fourth quarter, a lot more, right. You want to keep the ball. So you'd have it when overtime started, when it becomes true sudden death. So like, you, you, we might see more games going to overtime, but 
it would just be like, yeah, we're just going to pick up where we left off. And, and that's that. So that's the other one. And the last one here, this was actually brought up by Justin Herzig from own the moment in the owner's club, which is an NFT style fantasy uh, football game, the owner's club. If you're interested in that sort of thing, everybody go take a look, not a paid sponsor, but it's fun. Uh, he said, just don't have overtime. Whatever team first got to the score that you're tied at wins. So like the bills went up 36, 33, the chiefs went down, kicked the field goal, made it 36, 36. The bills win the game. They got to 36 first. This means that the chiefs would have known with 13 seconds left, a field goal is no good. We need to score a touchdown. And that way, then there is no overtime. There's never any overtime. Everybody knows the, knows the deal and what they need to do by the end of the fourth quarter to be able to win the game. The problem with this is that then like eight point games are really too like truly two possession again, right? You would need to get score, get the two point conversion and then get the ball back to score again, because you know, you're going to lose. But outside of that, I think that's a, a pretty decent. So Cleve, what do you think about that? Just ending the game and whoever's got to that score first wins. I mean, it's, I mean, it's combat sports at, at that point It's boxing. Boxing mm-hmm. doesn't have a, once the 12th round is the bell ring. I mean, the bell is done that the fight's over, you know, they score the rounds and obviously whoever, whoever's up wins. But um, again, you know, taking, I think you're of, of what you said. I think the best uh, one that you said was the, what's the name of that? You probably need to coin that before we go to production. Um, what is it? The field, the field position auction. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I even like the sound of that. That's pretty dope. Um, yeah, that's but, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, one yeah. that I because really like. It, yeah, because it's like risk. Like you got like this thing mm-hmm. where I I wanted here, and you're literally playing cornhole <laughs> closest to the closest to the hole at at that point. Yeah, I think that was uh, like it, the best one. Does playing cornhole mean the same thing in New Jersey that it does in Michigan? Because for us, it's like a beanbag toss game. Well, well, first, <laughs> let me first. Before I answer that, let me get HR on the line and make sure I don't say anything that's going to get us all in trouble. Yeah, too late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> <laughs> when you would corn and hole in the same sentence, shit, that that could that could get bad in some parts of the country, bro. Which is funny because, like I said, where where we Jeff and I are from, it's literally just a beanbag game, and kids are like, "Let's play cornhole." So. <laughs> no, same thing in Jersey. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> A couple right, years ago, so- the the NHL changed their overtime rules for uh, regular season. They do instead of doing five on five, they do three on three for overtime, which is incredibly exciting. So my idea for the NFL is do uh, five defense and and five offense, and just do that in overtime. Ooh, five players. Different. So it, so actually, this this does time. exist. It's called it, it would be seven on seven. So there's no defensive or offensive line. It's just throwing passes and you get like two downs instead. It's a common mm-hmm. like things they do in camps and stuff. Seven on seven overtime. I mean, I'll, I'll add it to the list. I would not take it over field position auction, but I don't think it's a terrible idea. I'll give a I'll give an absurd one here. Same thing kind of what, what Jeff said, but I will take away all the weapons. Put it in the fucking put put in the regular guys or the people that didn't play so they could say, hey, mom, I got in <laughs> <laughs> They're They're definitely fresh to play another quarter. But um, but you just now you Josh out is throwing some fucking guy that he's never thrown. <laughs> right. The quarterbacks <laughs> get to remain. But then you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. like a but drop all the receivers. Yeah. And it's like Tyreek Hill off the field. 
uh, Fournette off the field. Like that, that'll be dope. It's just like direct, like what the fuck? Like the, the third stringers coming in, four stringers coming in and hey, make something happen with these guys. They just do a, uh, uh, they do a drawing in the stadium. Section 213, row 34, come on down. You're in the game. Yeah, you're in. (laughs) (laughs) Suit them up, bro. Could you imagine we're at a game and all of a sudden you and I are running in to play for the Chiefs in overtime or something? Um, 10 second contract. You're you're trying to run cover zero. I'm trying to bite kneecaps. Um, all right, yeah. so hey, got Jeff, you. the cover zero is is a thing that I'll, I'll tell you offline. It's it's bad for me, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Cover uh, so uh, we got about we got about nine minutes here uh, mm-hmm. left maximum, and so I do just want to we do want to talk about the games coming up this week for the uh, mm-hmm. for the listeners. So the AFC title game, we got the Bengals at the Chiefs. This is a rematch of Week 17, which the Bengals won 34 to 31 in a game the Chiefs needed to maintain home field advantage. So it's not like the Chiefs weren't playing in that game, and the Bengals did win. Now, that game was in Cincinnati, but, Cleve, if you remember, this was the Jamar Chase 11-266-3 game. So we just saw what Gabe Davis did, and we know Jamar Chase did this uh, the week before. Are the Chiefs actually going to be able to stop Jamar Chase in this game? I mean, the year this guy has had, man, and just the weapon that he is, I, I could safely say he's seen the laces. Obviously, <laughs> got the laces in. Um, I think he's gonna go off big because I, I think you talked about a couple of guys um just in the just in the second part of the season that big games, I think he's gonna show show up big. Mm-hmm. I just don't hope I just hope he doesn't get hurt because he's trying trying too much because he's he's a he's established already, like he's stud, you know, ready to go. Just play your game, man, and 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 be safe, but you know, just don't overdo it. I think they should just business as usual. And um, I don't think the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense can stop that guy. So the Chiefs opened as seven-point favorites in this game. Who wins the game? Well, I mean, I got the Chiefs. I mean, after seeing the 13, the 13 second situation and how Pat Mahomes just kind of became Pat Mahomes, it's his hard. I'll be hard pressed to go against them. As much as I, I, I like an underdog, and he looks like a dirty, grown uh <laughs> Kevin McAllister. <laughs> From uh, Home Alone. <laughs> Are you clutching your fucking pearls, bro? Don't clutch your pearls. It's not, I'm not, it's I'm not, not clutching my pearls out of shock. I was actually burping off off air. Oh, okay. If, I, if you, okay. I you were, know. Yeah, I thought you were but, clutching uh, my pearls. Don't uh, do that. No, it's okay, to say that Joe, it's okay to say that Joe Burrow looks like a grown Kevin McAllister. He did start his career at Ohio State. You can say whatever you want about Joe Burrow. It's fine. It's it's fine with me. It's Mr. Um, Ohio, bro. Kidding me? Uh, I do also want to think that the chiefs are going to win this game but for my finances it is much better for me if the Bengals win this game so i'm just going to call for the Bengals to win for that reason you know like i really do actually think the chiefs are going to win what's your bookie's name bro what what's your bookie's name you just uh, it's underdog fantasy sports (laughs) Sports is my is my bookie's name uh so just real quick here i mean real quick uh so I am in a tournament that lasts the entire length of the playoffs. And because Josh Allen put up such huge numbers, a lot of teams into this round have Josh Allen as their only quarterback. And I get to compete against them with the team that has Matt Stafford. And so that means that they, they can't beat me. So I am very, very likely to make the championship round during the Super Bowl with Matt Stafford and the Rams need them to win. And then 
I have Jamar Chase. I have Joe Mixon. I have a bunch of Bengals. So I really like the Bengals. This tournament was $5 to enter, and it's $20,000 if I win. Man. So let's go Bengals. All right. The, uh, more Hollywood Roosevelt money right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh but no, no, no. We're going to say the Four Seasons Beverly Hills next time. I pull this off. Um, that's it. That's uh, that, That's where we're staying next time. I'm not going back. Man, they tell you where I'm never staying again is Hollywood. Oh, my goodness. I'm just just never. We walked to the in and out. It was like walking to the, the parking lot at Circus Circus. It was disgusting and terrible and dangerous. Just come on. Never. Admit, admit the hookers are not as classy. Come on. Come on. So, uh, no, next Listen, time I go to LA you, for either a game or to visit my brother, we're staying in Beverly Hills. When they're cleaning off Jeff? in a puddle between clients. Oh, God. Hey, Jeff, that was, I'm drinking. <laughs> please, please. Remember, it's the hour pod. All one word. It's for on Spotify. All right. You got to listen um, to this show, man. It, it, it sounds like I'll be right at home on this show. Yeah, no, the hour actually is fantastic. And I do encourage the listeners to uh, to check it out. Jeff and Jason are, are very funny. Uh, so the last game here, 49ers at Rams. It's the NFC Championship game. The 49ers swept the Rams in the regular season, including a week 18 when the Rams needed to win to secure the NFC West. They ended up winning the NFC West anyways because the Cardinals lost their game to the 49ers. So uh, no, to the Seahawks. Seahawks so yeah. yeah, so the Rams ended up winning the division anyways. The Rams blew a huge lead in that game. They were up 17 to three in the third quarter against the 49ers and they lost. They were up 27 to six against the Bucks in the last game and they lost. Is this a trend or is this just sort of a coincidence thing that's happened to the Rams here? Well, the way I see it, <clears throat> I have no faith in Jimmy G. And it's not, I don't like dislike the guy. Anything like that. I just, we've already seen the Jimmy G show in the Super Bowl. I don't want to see it again. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I, if I had to put coin on it, it's, it's going to be against the Niners. And I know my, my boy, Rich is going to kill me for saying that, but I just don't got any faith in, in, in Jimmy G. Um, you know, especially not producing and, uh, it's going to get out. Uh, his arm is not going to hold up uh, in a firefight. Just, I just don't see it. I mean, I agree with that. I just don't know that the Rams are smart enough to realize that they should just put the pedal to the metal from the start and just let Stafford oh, yeah. rip. Yeah, like, annihilate these guys. Annihil- right, and I don't let them. That 100%. Like, don't let the 49ers play the game. Like, their game plan is the most obvious. They're going to run the ball 80% of the time with Mitchell and Debo and have Jimmy G do as little as possible. You already know this coming in. So get out there, get a lead, and then keep the pedal to the metal. Make Jimmy G have to drop back and throw against Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey. One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent. So I think if the Rams just do the right thing, they will crush the 49ers here. But I don't trust them to do the right thing. I think the Rams are going to win. I really need the Rams to win, but I think they're going to win. But they're favored by three and a half to open. I don't think they're going to cover. I think this will be like a twenty-one to twenty nail biter sort of sort of finish here mm. okay we'll, we'll see we'll see all right so we've got so we both think it's gonna be chiefs and rams though please that's what you're saying yes we're lockstep okay so congratulations to the Bengals and 49ers i'm making the super bowl <laughs> <laughs> since cleveland and i are consistently yeah. wrong about who's yeah, gonna kissed, win yeah we, yeah we're, we just kissed the death them fuckers yep. so there we go all right so go. uh that is what we have here for political football for this week 
We'll be back next week, of course, to look uh, back at the conference championship games and preview, start an early preview of the Super Bowl because we've got the two-week break before the Super Bowl actually begins. Clay, do you have any final words before I do our little closeout, tell everybody where to find the show, all that? No, it was great. I mean, having Jeff uh, Jeff get in is uh, it was, it's pretty cool. So, you know me, I, I like a three-man situation. Pause. But... um. <laughs> <laughs> which you guys know you guys get my drift but uh yeah it's always good talking football and you know um and all of that and i and we appreciate the listeners every week putting up with us and i know that sometimes we go off cuff which is our shtick but um you know thanks for listening i mean it's it's been a long season bro like this is insane yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a very long season only a couple more weeks of games uh to go and then it's free agency in the draft it just yeah, yeah. just how it goes here with the nfl it so ends. it doesn't yeah. it really doesn't the nfl offseason is kind of like the hockey regular season it literally never stops um <laughs> just, it just it just keeps going so thank you again to all the listeners uh for for supporting us you can always always go to maddieicemedia.com find all the podcasts on the network there instagram political football podcast that's where you can find us uh as well search the hour pod listen to jeff's podcast is absolutely hilarious i know cleve's gonna listen now so jeff thank you so much for uh for stepping in and helping us out here and we will talk to everybody next week